soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. Footy do a delusional soccer podcast, and welcome into our delusion special, which starts off with not delusions. Uh, no story this week. We are going to discuss a little bit of the Women's World Cup and transfers that have been completed or some rumors real quick before getting to our delusions that we have made so far and how they've panned out. Um, really just going to hold ourselves accountable on this one. Yeah. Um, sort of clickbaited people in, you know, delusional special. And then we're just going to talk about, uh, Freddie do the, uh, the, the Fred, yeah, Freddie do and the, the U S women's national team celebrations. The um, golf claps. The golf, golf claps. So, yeah. um, Starting off with with transfers in the Premier League, um, Hazard to Real Madrid is confirmed. That is most definitely the the uh, biggest one um, thus far, as far as English clubs go. But um, there's some rumors rolling around about um, incoming and departures and transfer budgets and what teams really have to spend and um so first off your thoughts on hazard being official even though we already knew it was happening yeah could you run that back to me i was reading uh reviews for our podcast what did you say i'm not even gonna edit this out because this (laughs) is like this is like a am i recording with sal right now I, know, I was I was reading Sal's review of the podcast. <laughs> I wanted to know your thoughts on Hazard being official, even though we already knew it was going to happen, but we did get that confirmation since we last recorded. Yeah. Um. Well, it was it was kind of weird because like you know you knew it was coming. You hoped he sort of finished the season strong, which they did. Um, and it just seemed like it was inevitable. Obviously, with all the talk, there's been talk about it for years. I'm surprised, honestly, we were able to keep him this long. I think some events that had happened throughout the season, you know, when they finished 10th and he was injured most of the year, had he had a better year that year, he could have been gone then. I think he wanted to finish strong with the team. But also there was promise for the team to, you know, maybe challenge for Champions League once, you know, Conte came in. But then that, of course, didn't work out, so he wanted to, you know, finish on a positive note, which they did this year. Uh, it hurt more than I was expecting. When I was watching him in the Real Madrid kit, it was just kind of like, oh, this is really happening. Like, this is really, like, I wasn't, ex- like, I, you know, I knew it was happening, but I wasn't expecting it to hurt as much as it did to see him in a different, in a different kit. Yeah, that's uh, certainly a, a rough one. Um, now, there also are rumors that Paul Pogba could be on his way out, possibly back to Juventus, which would be completely ridiculous. I hate when mm-hmm. players and coaches go back and forth to the same team. But to go right. from United to Juventus to United to Juventus would be uh, really weird, really dumb. Like, go, and what if you don't want to play like, there? Then stop leaving and going back. Yeah, and what was the what was the the quote? He said it's, maybe it's time for 
for time a for new a new challenge. That's what that's what people say when they've completed their last challenge. Which he hasn't at United. Not even remotely. Yeah. Um, and it's not a new challenge. He's going to <laughs> a former team. Yeah. So, but there's all I there just, are also rumors that Real Madrid could be but, in for him. But I I have yeah, to question if, how much money Real Madrid still have to spend because they have they have gone uh, really just as hard as you possibly buying, can in the transfer window. Right. Which I mean, they definitely have to. I think their Champions League wins in the past couple of years really covered over some cracks and then it sort of came to a head this past year. So they really haven't been buying that many players re- uh, lately over the past couple of transfer windows, any big signings at least, because they've been sort of sticking with who they had. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how much money they could possibly have, but I mean, Pogba, just go, yeah, go to Real Madrid, go to, PSG or something. Don't don't say you want a new challenge, and then go to the old your la, your previous team. Also, after apparently there's a report that just came out that he had convinced United he was going to stay uh, before recently coming out and saying yeah um, about that. Yeah, um, I mean, if he goes to Real Madrid, then that they one of their big sales because they they have to. Um, shift some players out with the amount of players that they've brought in. Um, expecting Gareth Bale to be one of those, whether he comes back to the Premier League or not. Um, that's still to be seen. Um, but if you add another midfielder to that team, it, it you have Casemiro, Cruz, Modric, Isco. Yeah, like it's, it's a little cluttered in there. All players who will be expecting to play to expecting to start every single match. Um, mm-hmm. So it, someone would have to shift out, and it, it would be interesting to see which one of those players goes. Um, but also uh, Man City now in talks with uh, Atletico Madrid for the transfer of Rodri, uh, mid- central midfielder, um, looking to add a little bit of depth in midfield, um, and the player seems to want to move away from from Spain, so uh, the the rumored transfer fee there is seventy eight million, um, which is just about double what Arsenal's rumored uh, transfer budget is for the entire summer. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, I mean, I think City. It's hard. It's kind of weird to say that City really need to, any sort of position, just just how stacked they are. But they they have yet to. Um, sort of line up a replacement for uh, for Nino. Uh, that was sort of what I think they thought Jorginho was going to be. But, of course, he went on to Chelsea. David Silva's getting a little older. Um, obviously, they do have a stacked midfield. But, you know, some players haven't been playing that much for them that might not want to stick around. You look at, like, Ilkay Gundogan, who hasn't really played um, probably as much as he would have liked. Obviously, there's been some injuries here and there. But, you know, how long are you going to be able to keep I think I think the key to to a championship side is not the key to it, but what all what you always get with the championship side is incredible depth, and because of that, some players are going to be unhappy. You know, you look back a couple of years ago, Chelsea uh, brought in Felipe Luis from Atletico um, to sort of be the replacement for um, Branislav Ivanovic, you know, uh, and he didn't he barely played, 
you know, and he was unhappy because he didn't get to play, so he left the next season. But because the reason he wasn't playing was because of how good Chelsea's back four was, and it was a title-winning team. There's always going to be players that are they're unha- they're unhappy. So you know, we always question. Okay, it's just, like you said with Real Madrid, it's a stacked it's a stacked midfield. But I think that is sort of necessary. You you see that everywhere in, in title-winning teams. There's going to be players that are really good, um, that have the quality to to start, but they're just not going to because this team is so good. Well put. Um, let's move away from the transfer rumors that we will um, keep discussing as more as the summer goes along. Um, we're going to get more confirmed deals. Right now, it's it's a, a a lot of territory for rumors. Right now, we don't have as many completed deals as I. Th- thought we would at this point in the summer. Um, right. There's there could be a ones, few, a few different factors that go into that. Um, now talk about Neymar leaving PSG to go back to Barcelona, and that could see uh, Barcelona pay $100 million plus giving up either Dembele, Umtiti, or Rakitic, but swap deals rarely happen, and that one is a... Uh, a fresh rumor, so um, we'll pay attention to that in the coming weeks. But um, yeah, we should we should maybe like at the end of the the market or towards the end of the market, sort of just rank the deals that have happened and sort of which ones we think are going to be the best and which ones are going to not really pan out. I like it. You've, you've got good ideas when you uh, actually start listening to what I'm saying on here. Um, yes. Now we have not recorded. This is our first recording since. Uh, the U.S. women's team got underway at the World Cup. Um, so since we last spoke, they have defeated Thailand by a score of 13-0 and beat Chile 3-0. So 16 goals scored, zero allowed in two matches. They are one goal away from tying the record in the group stage at a Women's World Cup and two away from beating that. Um, they take on Sweden in the uh, group stage finale on Thursday, needing just a draw to win the group. Um, but they are they are already through to the round of 16 in this World Cup. Um, two impressive showings from from the U.S. It's not just that they're scoring goals, but even though they're playing, they've only played the two worst teams in the group, obviously. But um, uh, they have certainly dealt with them easily. Probably yeah, they, probably um, should have scored more against Chile, but the their goalkeeper exactly. was named uh player of the match. So it, it yeah. could have it certainly could have been more. Um could have been seven, could have been eight. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah, a, a really impressive showing. Um especially from that I remember like kind of looking at the scores at the start of the tournament this was I think when they were playing Thailand and it was like Germany had won 4 or 5 nil in their game um, France had had been dominant in their first game Italy had had some dominant displays and I was wondering I was like okay are like the US they're, they're going to be really up against it this year and then they put 13 past Thailand obviously Thailand's quality is lower um, comparatively but I mean I we were we were at a bar, um, watching the game, and I was I was looking at Twitter because I was like the game was over, but I was just like on my phone, um, throughout casually watching the game, and I went to show uh, Nikki a tweet, and we missed a goal. 
and it was like the only goal that because we showed up to the bar, it was three nil already. We missed the fourth goal. Mm-hmm. And I said to her later, I said, remember when I made you miss a goal and then they scored eight more? <laughs> uh-huh. So for, for this match, um, for, during the first half, I was on my way home from work and during the, or on my way to the gym from work. And during the second half, I was at the gym and I had to keep doing like double takes to make sure that it wasn't replays that they were showing. And um, it was just insane. Like, I would look away for 30 seconds, look back, and they're scoring another goal. Um, the the team absolutely demolished Thailand. And I don't want to pay too much attention because, you know, we're recording a week after this match happened, but the controversy surrounding their celebrations um, when, what, four or five of these girls just scored in their first World Cup and their first World Cup appearance, uh, saying that they celebrated too hard against a Thailand uh, against this Thailand team who's ranked somewhere around 35th in the world. Um, I do want to mention the conversation I had with a guy on Twitter who compared it to him beating up on his 10-year-old brother in basketball, which if you think that in any way that's the same, you just don't know enough about the sport itself, this Women's World Cup in any way. You have to look back at Thailand in uh, it's within the last year, I want to say that they beat another team thirteen nil. So they're used to doing this on their own. Yeah, and like, I'm, would we be having this conversation if it was the men's team? No, we wouldn't. But do you think that that the U.S. men would win thirteen nil in any shape or form? No. No, I think I think that's why we wouldn't be doing it. I don't <laughs> want to necessarily <laughs> say everyone who was criticizing was is inherently sexist. I think it was more down. Like, I think if the U.S. were to win that much, you'd be like, wow, we're we're actually good. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Um, now, of course, the, the U.S. men do get underway tonight in the Gold Cup, and I cannot stress it enough, the fact that I have absolutely zero interest in the U.S. men's team in this Gold Cup. I could not care less. I... Yeah. Am struggling to, you know, like I like I like the summer break sometimes from watching soccer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we get nine, ten months of the Premier League, and it's something that like you're dedicated to watching. So when it goes away, it's almost a little. You get to relax as a fan, just like the players get to relax. But now with all the international tournaments and whatnot, you know. I'm excited to watch the women's team at the World Cup. I'm excited to watch all the teams once we get to the knockout stage, but I'm really not paying any, paying much attention to the rest of the Women's World Cup until that point just to kind of relax from it. But I do not intend in any way on purposely watching the U.S. men's team at the Gold Cup. And A little harsh, a little it, harsh. It's a little I, harsh, but there's no the prize is now just the fact that you've won the Gold Cup. It no, used I, to be. I think it used to be yeah. there was two gold cups, a gold cup every two years, which there still is. But it used to be that the winners of that would face off to go to the Confederations Cup, which no longer exists. I did not know that. They, this, got, they completely got rid of they, they got rid of it to expand the Club World Cup. The Confederations Cup does not exist. OK, um, it, here so are my thoughts. So, yeah, they win the gold cup. Good. They won the gold cup. That's Good, the team is making progress, but um, it 
it does not get you to that competition anymore. Okay. Um, here are my thoughts on the on the Gold Cup. Yeah, it I, it's a consolation prize. It's a tournament that leads you to winning uh, the Community Shield. It doesn't really add too much weight, especially anymore, because there's no qualification, as you said. Um, but with the U.S. having a new manager, with what happened at last at the last World Cup, um, I'm interested in the Gold Cup because I want to see how this team performs and how this team stacks up against the teams that that beat it to the you know the comp- the main competition um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. So um, I would like to see how how Greg Berhalter handles his first tournament. They've struggled the past couple games. I was, was going to say the warm ups certainly went well. Now, yeah, but of course th- those were. I think were those even the Gold Cup rosters, or were they just? Because yes. I feel like okay, but who, I feel like the starting elevens were not the. No, so it was the it was the Gold Cup um, preliminary rosters. I want to say, and then they finalized them. Um, okay, so it wasn't. Point. Yeah, you weren't seeing like Pulisic or uh, some of the the yeah. main guys. And if you were, uh, you which, were seeing them scarcely. Um, yeah, like, but it was a one 0 loss to Jamaica, and then a three 0 loss to Venezuela. Now, in that game against Jamaica, you had Zach Steffen in goal. Um, you had Omar Gonzalez. How he's made his way back into the national team setup is beyond me. Um, Josh Sargent started up front against Jamaica, and of course he did not make the final 23-man roster. Um, and then against Venezuela, um, Zardes started up top. You had Weston McKenney in midfield. They went with a back four instead where you had Miazga and Aaron Long partnering. Um, so you are so right. Little, we, I mean, it's, we it's haven't so seen We haven't seen exactly um, the best of the best from the U.S., but it's still like those There's players still some should still be putting up a yeah, better There's still fight. pieces. There are pieces in there. Like we've talked about Miazga and Aaron Long and how they could potentially be um, the future of you know this, this back line. Uh, potentially, and Wes McKinney is going to be a, a big part of the, this team going forward. Um, yeah, so it, that is that is disappointing. But I, like I said, it's not the you know our, our two key players. We talked about it when we did our bracket for U.S. players moving forward. Our two top players were not really featured. So you know we didn't see Tyler Adams, who uh, I hope isn't our right back. In this tournament, um, Tyler Adams actually uh, is not in the squad. He got hurt. He got hurt. Yes. Hmm. Well, okay. Seriously, um, am I recording so, with Sal? Yeah, that's what I was just wondering. Well, okay. I didn't. I did he get hurt? He got hurt in one of the tune-up games, or either one of the tune-up games or the training. Um, mm. But it, you can imagine that if I was not interested in the gold cup itself, I was not interested in the gold cup in the gold cup tune up. So yeah, um, that's fair. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, Pulisic, I would like to see, hopefully he doesn't get hurt, especially cause he's going to Chelsea next year. Um, and we've had enough injuries there, but yeah, I mean, I kind of just want to see how this new setup, what the outlook is and how we stack up against these, the, the uh, constantly improving CONCACAF. Um, where do we sit in that landscape, uh, of teams and where do we stack up? So, um, that's that's the biggest interest for me. No, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it if I'm not doing anything and I know it's on. I'll put it on and 
that's probably to the extent. Yeah. Unless, of course, we make a deep run. I'll look to watch it. Yeah. You know? So, um, just Women's one... World Cup is priority. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then just one quick mention about this men's team. 13 players on this roster, on the final roster, um, are making their Gold Cup debut, um, which only one of them has played in, in an official competition uh, at senior level for the U.S., and that was Christian Pulisic. He played in the 2016 Copa America Centenario instead of the Gold Cup in that same summer. Um, or no, in the summer before. He, he did not play in the Gold Cup. The Gold Cup last time around was a, um, a bit rotated, um, I want to say. But yeah, Women's World Cup is the priority. And now the priority for us is to take a quick ad break and get to our delusions. Welcome back to Footy You Do, a delusional soccer podcast. Specifically, a delusion special that 20 minutes in we're finally getting to. We are going to go through our delusions that we have created so far. What are you talking about? How do you want to do this? You. I'm sorry. I was going to ask how you want to do it. Do you want to start with the first episode we did? Do you want to start with the latest episode we did? I want to did? start with the first episode we did. Okay. All right. So, this first one uh, is a delusion of mine. This, from the Doritos debacle. Yes, from the Doritos debacle, our first episode. This was the year for them, Liverpool, to win the title, and they're not going to. Next season, Jurgen Klopp uh, will take charge of his final season at Anfield, which was half right. Kind of right, because they didn't win the title, but they did win the Champions League. But also, there are rumors that Klopp is going to uh, leave Liverpool at the end of his contract, which is two more years, so I'm really not that far off. Um, But reports that he wants to take a sabbatical, take a break away from football. Wow. That... That would not be kind to Liverpool fans. No, they would hate that. That would be rough for them. Um, they're not going to... The report is that Liverpool will not put a new contract offer on the table unless Klopp requests it. So Okay. So what's going to happen here is Brendan Rodgers is going to get a couple top six finishes in with <laughs> Leicester, and they're going to hire him back. The Brodge. The Brodge. And he'll finally deliver that elusive title. So yeah, I mean, I I said they the weren't going to win the title, right? Obviously, the circumstances uh, to what you were sort of predicting are different. You know, yes. you kind of said like they're going to have they're going to get rid of him because it's just not been working. It was sort of the angle I believe you were going for. Mm-hmm. They didn't win the title, but they won a bigger title. Um, and, um, but yeah, I mean, if he takes that sabbatical, you know, two years, not exactly right, but yeah, I mean, sort of. So I like, there's aspects of it that are like kind of right, but like the whole thought as a whole was, un- I would say an unsuccessful delusion, even though they did, I don't yeah. know, they, I'm trying to be hard on myself. I would categorize but I was it. Right. I would categorize I would categorize it as delusional. Yeah. This this statement was delusional. 
We should add like sound effects, like. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna do that because uh, that would that would definitely add way too much time onto this. I don't have a soundboard to just throw in here, but uh, yeah. let's let's get to your first illusion on the pod, which was heard on what to love about every Premier League club, and it was. A Premier League team not named Manchester City will win the Champions League this season. Now, that was right. That was correct. It was right. Um, the basis of this delusion was me thinking that Manchester United were going to win it. Um, and I think my second pick was Tottenham in my head when I made that delusion. And then followed by Liverpool. You didn't really have many more options there, did you? Didn't really have no, no, I did not. But um, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think Liverpool were going to make the final two years in a row. So, and there was just something about that Tottenham team. So, my basis of it was Manchester United. So, in that, in that part, it was incredibly delusional and very wrong. But overall, it's. I mean, I was correct. Was first, correct first reason. two here, we were both wrong, but still right in, at the same time. Right. Pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Go us. Give yourself a pat <laughs> on the back for being a failure, but not as big of a failure as you could be. That's fair. Because had it been a non-English club or Man City winning the title, then you would be completely dead wrong. But uh, And it, it probably should have been Barcelona-Ajax <laughs> in uh, yeah. the final. Yeah, there should have been no English clubs in this final. <laughs> <laughs> but there were. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it ended up being right, hey. The two teams with the, the Barcelona and the team that aims to play like Barcelona um, both really uh, botched the semifinal. Yeah. Um, let's go to your next one. From Let is... the Kids Play, I am picking Spurs to beat Manchester City in the Champions League. This was this episode was uh, right as right after the draw came out for, yeah. for that quarterfinal. And let me tell you... I was, uh, what, a centimeter away from being wrong on that one? How far offside uh, Yeah, was... I th- what, it was Aguero on that Sterling goal that was offside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you would have taken it. I think you would have been okay with it. <laughs> oh, my God, I wish I was wrong about this one. <laughs> uh, well, luckily, it didn't end up to hurt you all the way to the end. But, um, but yeah, that's... This one, there's nothing really... This is very black and white. There's something gray about this one. You got you you got it right. When I picked uh, this one, I'm thinking to myself, I think this episode, I like, we we recorded for like, it was like a, an hour episode and like 55 minutes in, I decided what my delusion would be. Um, this one, I had absolutely no confidence that it would be right. I was, it was, it's one of those things where I try to speak something, uh, where I try to say something so delusional. Because I hope it doesn't happen, but you know, yeah, I was hoping. I hope. I hoped I wasn't right, which is rare for me because I love being right. Um, mm-hmm. But listen, I'll take it. At the end of the day, at the end of the season, it's all good. <laughs> this next illusion's a, a rough one. This is a rough one. From um, madness to do, Jared. What was your delusion? I said Aiden Hazard would be at Chelsea next season. Yeah. Um, about four minutes after the final whistle of the final game this season, he was like, yeah, I'm out, dog. He's like, I th- <laughs> yeah. He goes, my man goes, I think this is goodbye. And 
this delusion just completely fell apart. Was this another um, one, another case of you trying to speak it into existence? It might have been a little bit. I mean, you you warned you said that's <laughs> that's not gonna happen. <laughs> that was, yeah. that's basically what you said after yeah. um, after I had said that. So you know, um, sometimes we agree with each other, and then other times you say stupid shit like Ed Hazard will play for Chelsea next season. Well, the thing is, the the reason behind it was more. I mean, like there had been times where, like it's been talked about year on year, um, about him going elsewhere. And, and Ronaldo finally happened. left and, you know, opened, opened that, it that up. gigantic yeah, but, hole for Hazard to go in. But, you know, my thought was, you know, maybe, you know, there's there's a chance that it could. Hey, they're supposed to be delusional. You know, they're not supposed to always be an easy an easy. Boy, pick. oh boy, did this did this tick all the boxes for delusional. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that it did. Um, yeah, there's really nothing else to say about that besides can't, thank you, Ed really for what you. Up. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll come back in like four or five years at the end of his prime. Yeah, the uh, <sighs> this next one is yours as well. Yes, um, we we did switch it up a little bit. Uh, as heard on Sari, not sorry. Oh, this was with Sal. This you weren't available on this episode. This was no, me I, and Sal. So I, I I was on this one. You were on Old Reliable. No, we're on Sari, not sorry. Oh no, I skipped one. Good call, good call. You skipped one, and Sari Not Sari isn't even the next one. It's delayed leap after that. It's just out of order on Twitter. You really messed this thread up. Um, No, I messed it by one one episode. I guess I wasn't on Ole or Ali. Ole Reliable was, was, we had guest Sal Deans on here, and we had him tell a story, and he just talked about uh, our friends down belows. Literally the uh, worst story that was ever told, not even just on this podcast, but like in the history of stories ever told. Yeah. This is probably the delusion I'm most proud of. Um, the other teams in the top six should be happy that Manchester United stuck with Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. This was in the midst of his his run. He had just recently gotten hired. We had reported Well, we didn't report it, but we talked about it on that episode. But I had said... This is good. This is good for the other top six teams. And they struggled mightily after this. After I had after I had condemned uh, the appointment of Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, Manchester United, let's see, what what did they do? Let's have, they, they did not fare well. Um, well, they beat West Ham. Then they followed that up with apparently never playing. They lost 4-0 to Everton. Uh... That, then that they was, lost them. Yeah, lost to Man City. Drew, drew with Chelsea. Um, was this delusion before or after um, Arsenal beat them? This was after Arsenal beat them because okay. he wasn't hired yet. And then they drew Huddersfield, and then they lost to Cardiff. Yeah, they kind of they kind of made it an official. Uh, how did we draw this team? How, how did we draw a team that then drew Huddersfield and lost to Cardiff? I, I have no idea how Chelsea finished top th- <laughs> top three, um, but yeah, this one I think I I mean the guy got relegated with Cardiff. Like obviously Manchester United's a better team, but like guy got relegated in the Premier League. He's probably not going to win you titles. We'll and, see. He's still, he, you know, he's still got uh, you know uh, the good players on that team. 
They don't exist. Lukaku might be on his way out. Good, because he's a garbage striker who scores goals uh, by accident. Uh, he's an excellent international striker. Yes. He scored Herrera, 26 goals in his last 25 games for Belgium and, like, four for United in his last 26 games. Um, Under Herrera's gone Yeah, on a free transfer. Pogba could be on the way out. Um, but don't worry. They're extending Juan Mata's contract. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> Nothing against um, him, uh, but that's not the answer. Yeah, he's certainly coming to the end of the line. You know, he's far removed from his player of the year days at Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but let's go to yours. The next one, uh, next episode we had was the delayed leap, and it was a delusion from you. Yes, and this delusion um, should have been correct. It. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. This was when? the ninth, April 19th. I'm trying to figure out how you... How you actually fared? Um, I was um, wrong. Actually, they picked up more. Well, I know you were wrong, but I want to see how close you were. You had said Arsenal will pick up more points in their final two home in- games. They only picked up one, I think. Let's see. They lost to Crystal Palace at home. Yep. So the delusion uh, is Arsenal will pick up more points in their final two home games than they will in their remaining four games on the road. So right. six so, games so total. So the next two games. So zero. So zero. At home so far. Then they lost to Wolves, zero on the road. Then you look at their next home game. Well, then they went to Leicester. They lost that, zero on the road. Um, they're, then they picked up a point at home against Brighton. That's not... You don't pick up a point at home against Brighton. You drop two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a point at home to Brighton. Those are their two home games. They picked yes. up two. They picked Palace up one and point. Brighton, they picked up one point at home. And then they beat Burnley on the road. So, yeah, so that was wrong. That was yeah, very you know wrong. how many points they needed? How many more points they needed to pick up at home or yeah. in any of these games to be in the top four? One. Yeah. But to, 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 to your point, um, the basis of this delusion wasn't really in the specifics of where they pick up the points. Basically, the basis of this delusion is that Arsenal are going to finish the season poorly, and they did. Yeah, it was really... So, the, the basis of the delusion was Arsenal are going to be dog shit on the road, and they were. They were very much the dog on the road. They they weren't good. Um. So, you know, there's that. Love my life. Let's go, Mets. Um, okay. So my next one this will be the first of <laughs> my Maurizio Sari delusions. On um, Sari not sorry. Sorry not sorry not Sari. Sari not Sari. Sari Sari not sorry. Sari not sorry. Top four or not, Maurizio Sari has to go. Now that ended up happening. He made top um, four and he went. And he, but and he you went, also you know? won a European trophy, and then that, and for that reason, I had said towards the end of the season, I think he's got to, you know, you got to stick by him. But again, he didn't leave. It wasn't like they got rid of him. He left on his own terms. So, I see that as an absolute win of a delusion. I just, you know, I I'll give you that win on the delusion, but I just want you to know, as bad as I expect Arsenal's transfer window to be. Right now, I'm enjoying Chelsea's summer. I am. Because they've lost their best player and their manager, and they yeah. can't sign anybody. Right. And 
All I've got to say about that is inject that straight into my veiny boys. I knew you were going to say that. Um, right in the veiny boys. Um. Yeah. So, look, I, I lost. I can't even think about what I was going to say. But I mean, I. How do you think? How do you think Juventus is going to fare next year? Like, obviously, I think they still they're still very much the best team in Serie A. But Serie A is is kind of improving. Like you know, Antonio Conte's at Inter now. Um, you know, Ancelotti's in the second year of his project at Napoli. Um, uh, Sarri has was unable to win it when he was over there before. Obviously, he has a better team, and he has Cristiano Ronaldo. How does he fare at at Juventus? You think so? Sarri was unable to win it, but he came just about as close as anybody um, to knocking Juventus off with Napoli, and um, you know, in a season where Napoli were considered the best of the rest, um, which they they have kind of held that position the past few seasons, but. This past year hasn't been as good. I think that Juventus probably win Serie A again in this upcoming season. But I think the framework is there for somebody to take over in the 2020-2021 season, which we need over the next year to find a better way to discuss that campaign because I will refuse to call it the 2020-2021 season more than I have already. Like, this is that's atrocious. That's a tongue. That's a tongue twister. Um, My delusion of the week is that we should just skip that year. Don't play any football, because I don't want to have to say that. Okay, that's fair. We'll check and see um, how that How that out. fares down the road. How that fares on the road. Spoiler, it's not going to fare well. No. Um... But so next, I believe, is our next episode. Here comes the sun. Yes. It is. It ooh, is. Here comes the sun. A delusion on my end here. Yeah. Uh, um, Manchester and... United will win the Manchester Derby, and that um, was pretty, that was wrong. pretty, pretty wrong. Yeah, it was a two nil win. It was uh, <laughs> a comprehensive sixty three percent of the possession. Manchester United only able to put one shot on target and it should be said my reaction to this delusion was that i think it is more likely that burnley uh it's more likely that what burnley get a, a result against manchester city than manchester united do and burnley only lost one nil in a tighter contest against man city so i was right in my unofficial delusion that week Whereas you. you were not. Not fat of you. I want to hear it. Yeah, this one um, this one was wrong. Um, because not only was it wrong, but it was like really wrong. Yeah, they they didn't come close. Yeah. And then I've uh, got a second delusion in a row, right? Yeah. This one we really can't discuss um because we have not finished uh this next season. The good old 2018 or 2019 2020 campaign. Uh, but my delusion from Mega Mind 2 striking from distance was Leicester City will break into the top six next season. And at the time, I said Arsenal won't finish top six. Kind of want to take that back, throw Chelsea out, but what are you going to do? So that one we can kind of just hop over, um, but we will uh, we'll get back to it. 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, your last couple delusions are pretty pretty similar, and and they're long term. They're long term. Um, my latest delusion, well, my next delusion was on on its coming home, and this was shortly after Chelsea just scraped by in penalties against Eintracht Frankfurt to make it to the Europa League semifinal or the Europa League final. And I said I think losing to Eintracht Frankfurt in the semifinal would have been a better result for Chelsea in the long term. Now, the basis on that was because I thought that, look, I think losing that would kind of spell the end for Sarri. Obviously, he won, ended up winning the Europa League, and he still left. So in that regard, it, it was wrong. But I still think that on the basis of it, I think losing to Andre Frankfurt would have been a better result because now you look at Chelsea, are, are that there's talks that they're going to bring in Frank Lampard, a very young manager, um, you know, someone who hasn't really won anything yet. But either way, whoever they bring in next year is going to be compared to what Maurizio Sarri was able to do in his first and only season in charge. He got third, and he won the Europa League. So now, no matter what, if Lampard's able to come in and get top four, you know, we'll see how, how, that, how the season goes. Obviously, it's uphill climb for that. But he doesn't win a trophy. Then the comparisons say, okay, well, look at why we get rid of, like, why we let Sarri go, why we treat him the way we did, when, look at, he did better than Lampard. And there's always going to be that measuring stick for a little bit until he, until he or whoever the next manager is wins something. So I think in that regards, losing to Eintracht Frankfurt would have been a better result for Chelsea in the long term. Obviously, you always want to win a trophy. I'm glad we won the trophy, but. You got me over here trying, wanting to yell at you like Stephen A. Smith yells at, some of his radio guests defending this delusion losing in the semifinal you won the comp- you have a european trophy that you won this season i yeah I'm, who I'm, gives a fuck about the comparison of frank lampard frank lampard's going to get an extra he's going to he's got the fans so. behind him already look i losing down on frank 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 frankfurt nailed that name that's french Pardon Zach's French and his German. Losing um, in a semifinal. When you went on to win the final, how is that a better result in the long term? The better result in the long term is that you won a European trophy. You kept yes. a rival out of the Champions League. I'm What I am saying, I'm saying in that regards, that could affect him in a way. I'm not saying have that it. the delusion... I'm not saying the delusion is right. I won't I'm have saying, it. Delusion's I'm wrong. I'm saying they're... Wrong. Okay, the delusion is wrong because they wrong. ended up winning. They ended up winning, and he the what I thought the reason behind it was because I I didn't think Sarri should stay, and he didn't, and they won. So you got best of both best of both worlds in some regards. I'm just saying that that trophy could hang over any incoming manager. But I mean, hey, you put my that. head you'd rather, through a damn wall. You'd rather have that. I'm not saying I wish they lost. So Jared, a Chelsea fan. Just you heard him word for word said. I wish Chelsea didn't win a European final. Did you? Everyone hear that? Because I heard it. Ugh. Ugh. This, this guy. Is a, this is ridiculous. This guy. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I was, I was trying to display how in, in a way it could affect them. It's not. I, it's, I understand it's what you're saying. It's not a delusion. I understand what you're saying. Do you? But you're your yelling. thoughts, your thoughts right now on your delusion are more delusional than your delusion was two months ago, a month ago, however long it was. 
I think it was the perfect result that they won because he ended up leaving anyway. Although at the end of the season, I thought he probably should. Hot stayed. take, but hot take. It was a good result to win the European final. How much am I pissing you off right now? <laughs> you are. You're egging me on. I'm not gonna. I will not stand. I will not stand for it. All right, we've got two more delusions to go. One apiece. Uh, I hardly think that they're going to top the last one. This, uh, my final delusion, as heard on Good Evening. Uh, Good evening. This is my delusion. Good evening. It will be at least three years until Arsenal are playing Champions League football again. Um, I'm I'm standing behind that one. So what I think is going to happen. Let me, uh, I'm going to paint a picture for you here. What's going on at the Emirates. What they're trying to decide between right now is do we sell stars that ha- will have a higher price tag this summer that will help us rebuild, such as a player, um, like it's been heavily discussed that maybe Arsenal should sell Aubameyang. Because they could get, this is probably the best time to get a big transfer in. Uh, a transfer fee in for him because he just won the golden boot and he's not getting any younger at this point. Um, So what I think Arsenal are going to decide to do is not sell him. Try to rebuild the team with the small transfer budget they have. Fail in doing so. And then sell him a year on where they're going to get like 20 million less. So I uh, I stand behind this delusion because that's that's what's going to happen at Arsenal. Your thoughts, Very my friend? I don't I don't know what's going to happen with Arsenal. I don't. I mean, they're such a weird club, you know, with like dealing with coming off of the uh, the long era of, uh, you know, Arsene Wenger. To bring in a new guy and seemingly didn't do much better. Uh, obviously, there's some time to to get over it, but I think it look it's glaring. It, I think it, what makes it worse is that he won the Europa League three times with another club and then came in and wasn't uh, was unable to win it against a team that really didn't need it. Yeah, and got torched in doing so. Yeah, and and really should have probably finished in the top four based on. Um, how everyone was playing, but like obviously, like because no one wanted top four, um, but they, they especially looking at the teams that they had to play at the end of the season, they probably should have finished above Chelsea. Um, yeah, yeah they, I don't know. You, do you think that they should get rid of Aubameyang now? What's their what? Do, what's their what is their transfer budget? You said it was like forty million net spend, forty million. So. Um, that's the transfer budget of a U twenty team. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like it's, it's. I can get you, you can get five prospects with that, or like four. Like you can't you can't realistically you can sign. I mean, Arsenal's always been really good at getting players on the cheap. Like Ozil was incredibly cheap. Um, how much did uh, Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette cost them? Um, well, they. Ozil was $42.5 million, which broke their transfer record. Then 
they broke their transfer record to get Lacazette. And then I want to say six months later broke their transfer record to get Albamiang. Um So let me let me take a look. I will get the figure for you. Um but they they spent quite a lot of money. Now how much do you think in today's market they could get for Albamiang right now? Aubameyang, they could probably. How much they get him for? I'm looking that up okay. right now. Okay. Um, they could probably get him for fifty million. I think. I think they could get even more than that. I think they could get. They probably can. Yeah. I want. I mean, I'm, I'm hesitant. I, but Arsenal, is Arsenal also are also very bad at selling. Yeah. We didn't sell. I want to say it was uh, Kieran Gibbs that they didn't sell for like 10 million pounds at the beginning of the transfer window and then accepted an offer of half of that in the same window from the same team. Um, yeah. So on tr- good old transfer marked, transfer market without the E, uh, they have Aubameyang's value at 70 million pounds. Now the transfer to Arsenal was... Uh, 63 million pounds or or 63 million euros, whatever that converts over to. Um, So it did break. It did break the, the transfer record six months after they broke it for a player in the same position. So their business now, listen, their Arsenal's two best players both play in the same position. Not, not ideal in any way. Um, And, it reminds me, you know, I tweeted last night that being a uh, Mets fan, Giants fan, and Arsenal fan all at the same time are pretty miserable. But, like, it reminds me of of the Mets because, you know, their highest, uh, their best power hitter, Pete Alonso, plays first base. Um, one of their best hitters for average this year is also a first baseman, so he is primarily used as a pinch hitter. Um, but it's... It, you have two players that are your, your club's top players fighting for playing time in a in a position when you know um, with with Emery shuffling things around a lot of times t- towards the end of the season played them in a front two but um, it's it's certainly an attack heavy team um, I don't know how I would feel if they sold Pierre Emerick Aubameyang um, in the short term. But in the long term, it could pay dividends. Right. I mean, he was, he always felt like, I know, like Chelsea sort of uh, stayed off or like halted themselves in that sort of pursuit because, you know, there was talks that they might go after him, but he was kind of getting older. Um, I think Arsenal's buy of him was very much a short term thing. It was, hey, we're going to, we're trying to win now. and obviously, like, how that like worked out. it hasn't worked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it might. And I think, I think you have Lacazette. Get this guy. Maybe bring in a young. You know, you have this guy. Young, this great guy. This great guy. Maybe sell him and and you know, help your budget out here because forty million isn't a lot to work with. You need a rock in defense. You need a solid center back. Maybe two center backs, um, with Koscielny possibly um, leaving. Uh, you need 
probably some attacking flair players. I don't think a Wobi, as great as his goal was in the Europa League final, I don't think you need. Uh, I think you need someone uh, more talented than him. Uh, additional flair players on, on the wing. You know, maybe another partner in midfield, or unless you want to keep um, sort of molding Guendouzi into the player you want him to be. Well, it, we don't have to worry about the midfield. Arsenal doesn't have to worry about the midfield because Aaron Ramsey's still there, right? Exactly. He's not. He is Gonzo. Oh, motherfucker. Um, um, I, yeah, Alex Wilby doesn't ha- isn't a, a winger that is going to score a ton of goals. Apparently, when he does score, they're going to be beauties. But he is not a player that's going to score a million goals, which is really what Arsenal need. They need a million from one player. Um, I think that would get us into the Champions League. Um... But Iwobi could see himself, uh, you know, move into a attacking midfielder role. Possibly, there's there's been talk that he could potentially play in Ramsey's position and take that over because who the hell else are we gonna put there? Uh, Ozil is still at the club. They're still paying him what a, a billion dollars a minute. Um, so. You know, a lot of managing to do financially for Arsenal, and I don't think that they they do what they need to, and I think it, in the end, does keep them out of the Champions League for at least three more years. Um, but let's let's move on to your final delusion and our final delusion um, that we've made thus far from the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, yeah, and I, I said... Um, that I think Virgil van Dijk deserves to win the Ballon d'Or. Obviously, it's very early on. Um, he almost further uh, stated his case in the UEFA Nations League. He, you know, this was the I said this the day before, a couple of days before they played England in the semifinal, where they they moved on and they played were able to play in the final. Um, of course, they ended up losing to Portugal, so it's another trophy for Cristiano Ronaldo. Another uh, argument for his case. Obviously, I think it was more in between uh, Messi and and Van Dyke, but you know he you know won the Champions League, completely turned around Liverpool. No player has gotten past him in I don't know, sixty however games, um, and then he helped guide his team to the UEFA Nations League final. It's a new competition that I'm not really sure how we feel about that or how much weight it carries, but a final is a final, and he made his team help get his team there so I, I mean I'm obviously it's a long-term one but I'm still standing by it as of right now I think you've got a good shout I think he will be in the top three for that um, but it it really all depends on whether or not two years in a row they go away from uh, Ronaldo or Messi I think that You're crazy that yeah, plays I, mean, I think Luka I Modric think Modric winning last year plays a huge role in the voting for this upcoming season. So, it could, yeah. So Van Dyke may not only be competing against uh, two of the best footballers of all time, um, but also against a narrative. Um, and a defender, defenders winning the Ballon d'Or does not come around all too often. So if he's able to pull that feed off, it will be 
it will be something special, but a fantastic player nonetheless. And that will bring an end to our wonderful delusion special. Um, we Any are certainly you want to throw on top of it. Uh, besides my good old 2020, 2021 season not being played because of what we have to call it. I think I'm good because right. I'm so yeah. confident in that one. Yeah. 2020, 21 season. No, you missed a 20. 2020, 2021. Yeah. Season. You have to say, yeah. you have to say 23 times in a row before then you, just, only, and then you only say 2021, which now that I think about it, it's going to be the 20, the 2021, 2022. Like we're going to have to figure something out. Here's my delusion. Just don't play football. For the next years, take the take the year off. Get everyone ready for the uh, the weird Qatar World Cup we're about to have, which people um, are now getting arrested for for awarding it. Yeah, so just take a take a year off. Um, every every soccer league. Yeah, and I'm gonna That's leave my delicious. I'm gonna leave a stat here um, as we uh, sign off. Um, I saw something on Twitter today that if you held a moment of silence for all of the people that have died um, in uh, during the construction of the stadiums at the World Cup, because it's basically slaves that are building these stadiums, mm-hmm. um, the if you did a minute silence for each death, the first. 44 matches would be played in complete silence. That's insanity. And when I first saw it, I first read that stat as the first 44 minutes would be complete silence. Um, which would be way too many. But the fact that it's the first 44 matches is completely ridiculous. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm leaving you with that. Jared, take it away. Uh, well, I mean, this has been footy you do. Delusional soccer podcast. I know. I mean, full of delusions, as you saw today. Um, I'm excited to do a full season next year of just completely crazy delusions. Um, but be sure to follow us on Twitter at footy you do, Instagram at footy you do. Uh, check out, you can listen to our podcast on. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Podcoin, Spotify. Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are we are there. So be sure to listen in. Please leave us a review um, with any delusions you have, any predictions you have, and also um, look out for us. We'll occasionally post some stuff on on Reddit uh, in different subreddits about any polls or questions that we have that we think you know debates that we want to start and discuss in the podcast but uh yeah uh delusional soccer podcast a, a delusion shared by two brothers in close association that is footy ado thank you for listening and as always pardon our french